A little bit of Moody Blues for you. For a sad reason, I might add. Denny Lane of the Moody Blues and also a member of Wings has passed away at the age of 79. And I guess, you know, as you age, it's forever humbling as people who created music for you when you were young and certainly the Moody Blues. I was playing that when I was doing college radio. You all know now that I was fired from college radio because they said I had no future in radio. Mind you, I probably didn't have a future as a DJ. I was a terrible DJ. I didn't prepare well. I played the same music because it just happened to be stuff that I liked. And the Moody Blues was a part of that. Um, at some point today, and some people think this is one of the many reasons that Doug Ford is being a bit of a disruptor at the moment, there's going to be an Auditor General's report, and it will pertain to health issues. And a lot of people think there's going to be some pretty negative stuff in there. So that might explain why, I don't think it explains why Doug Ford's undoing the um, dissolution of Peel Region, because that's kind of a 25, 30 year project. Uh, but it may explain why he's been going so big in the house this week about Bonnie Crombie. And yesterday it got to ridiculous proportions. And it may turn out that the research that the conservatives must have commissioned on Bonnie Crombie is false. Because first of all, the idea of a $5 million house in the Hamptons hasn't panned out. Apparently she's got a house in what um, Joe Cristiano, ex of New York, calls almost farmland on Long Island. And she says she's never been in a private plane. And if you say, I have never, then that is throwing a gauntlet on the ground to the Robert Benzies and Siobhan Morrises of the world to go out and find out if it's true. Because if they can prove you're lying, then, you know, feather in the cap. So let's continue the conversation about health care. Uh, Natalie Mara, executive director of the Ontario Health Coalition, joins us to discuss hospital emergency closures. And as you probably know, this has been one of these, I don't know if it's a boiling issue, but I mean, certainly it's been perking for the last while. And quite frequently, hospital emergency rooms are either closed temporarily or some have been closed permanently. And all of a sudden, you have some kind of a medical emergency emergency, and you've got to call up the Google Maps and travel 100 kilometers. So let's say good morning to Natalie Mara. Good morning. Good morning. The Moody Blues. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's the soundtrack of our lives, isn't it? That's okay. right. And Shane McGowan this week, too. I know. And, uh, you know, Miles Goodwin. So I guess they always say these things come in threes. Okay, that's so right. enough pop culture for the moment. Let's talk medicine. <laughs> um, where are we in terms of hospital emergency closures? Um, well, it's the worst that it's ever been. Uh, we just tallied up all of the closures that we could find this year. There is no official listing. And so you have to kind of go and search them out. And what we found was uh, we've broken all records. Um, there were 868 emergency department closures so far this year in Ontario alone. But that's not it. All kinds of other core services from public hospitals are being shut down. Well, and a guy like me, if I were to have some sort of a negative health outcome right now, I'm within spitting distance of probably 10 hospital emergency rooms. But this is a real issue in more isolated areas. It's a real issue kind of all over. Um, 
in the east there are a number of um hospitals that have closures including some of the bigger ones in the province and actually in the country carlton place you know that's not a small hospital at all but also the small towns in the west uh sort of over towards lake huron town after town after town you know all we put maps into the report so people could see in some areas all the emergency departments in a region are closing down overnight very frequently so you if you lived in wingham for example you might go to your emerge it's closed you go on to the next one it's closed and the next one as well how serious is this i mean not to imagine somebody's having a heart attack and their hospital emergency room the closest one is closed i mean is this life-threatening yeah it's i mean there's a reason why there are local emergency departments it's unbelievable the role of those hospitals mostly will be to stabilize and transfer but so say someone has a farm accident or a car accident or you know an allergic reaction or something like that a stroke uh well strokes they would if you're in an ambulance they take you on to a, a center but you know you would be stabilized at your local hospital and then moved on to a bigger one but we're also seeing closures of the bigger ones and in some areas we're seeing closures of obstetrics units we found 11 obstetrics closures one labor and delivery in hearst in a town where you know it's m- way over an hour in good weather with no road work to get to the next community with a hospital ICU closures, a third of the ICU in Hamilton shut down. That's for the most severe patients, like people with burns and neurosurgery and strokes and so on. Um, They had to redirect those patients to another hospital. They had a staffing crisis and shut down a third of the ICU in Hamilton, one of the largest hospitals in the country. We've had outpatient lab closures in towns where there are no other labs, urgent care center closures where an urgent care center is there rather than an emergency department. In large communities, even like Fort Erie and Port Colburn, 316 urgent care center closures. I mean, these are very serious. Okay, the health ministry obviously will argue that they're just trying to ration the resources they have to the services they must deliver. Is there any justification for these, you know, rotating closures of emergency rooms? Oh, well, they are trying to ration because we are in the worst staffing crisis we've ever seen. Like, I've done this for 27 years. And in my career, I would say I remember one temporary merge department closure. It was in Seaforth due to a staffing crisis. And that's it. Before three years ago. Now there are literally hundreds a year. Now we're up to, you know, we'll be at a thousand by the end of this year. And, you know, where does it end? I mean, these, if this isn't the health system, you know, collapsing, what would define the health system collapsing? We need the staff. We need to get boots on the ground. You know, we need political leadership that says, you know, this is a crisis, calls back the recently retired staff, smooths the way for them to come back, you know, offers incentives and pays for their temporary licensing fees and, you know, gets all boots on the ground, commensurate to the health crisis that we have. The remaining hospitals in some region are completely overwhelmed with all the patients from the region as every other hospital is closed. Yes, people probably are already 
losing their lives unnecessarily and more will as this continues. And I mean, I don't know what would be a higher priority or a bigger emergency. Thanks a lot for this. Good to have you this morning. Thank you so much. Natalie Mara is executive director of the Ontario Health Coalition.